Dr. J, and welcome to the Strategic Ladies Mindful Media Show. Our show is going to always bring you guys useful information on relationships with a generational perspective. We're airing live on Thursdays from the Netherlands at 8 p.m. CST, 11 a.m. PST, 1 p.m. CST, and 2 p.m. EST. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Stella, and welcome again to the Strategic Ladies Radio Show. And we have missed you all, so yes. we're glad to be back. We took a summer sabbatical and a little bit of a, uh, what? A bit of getting a fall, I guess you could say. <laughs> we had a lot of work to do and a lot of things to catch up on, but we are so glad to be back. Yes, yes. Just a reminder, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our Mindful Media <laughs> Journal, where you'll be uh, keeping your mind, body, and spirit aligned. You'll also find information on our website about other things that we're doing and how to subscribe. Mm-hmm. So, Jay, how are you? I'm doing good. You know, it's um, a lot. A lot of good things are happening. I feel like the the energy is in the right place. New schools, new friends, new different things going on. Had um, some cool experiences. It's funny we get a lot of talk about um america and like things are going on in america so <laughs> constantly talking about our country which is fun i guess how about you dr e? yeah it's fun to kind of be in the limelight and, and, and people <laughs> questioning um our rationale there you go um and and how we feel about american politics uh, uh we are for kind of removed from it although you know we are a global society and global world and and we do, um, you know, hear about it. But I just hope that America realizes that they are um, really uh, impacting what globally people think of America. And, and we definitely need to make a change. So but with that said, I'm doing great. I um, am happy that we've got my grandkids in a, a new school that they love. Mm-hmm. And um, the oldest one's doing well, too. So we're just really happy to be um, here and blessed and alive. <laughs> So um, today we're going to talk about mm-hmm. um, a, a interesting topic. It's about um, habits that build and destroy a mindful relationship mm. and uh, how to keep that connection in your relationship. Right. Yeah. Uh, many times we um, um, are in relationships and, you know, life happened. Crap. Right. Things happen and, right. and you just kind of are just not your connection with each other kind of well like you said you know you may have a strong connection with somebody but if there's something that jumbles it you need to try to think back at some habits that can increase your connection yeah and it's it's important to uh it's almost like um uh rejuvenating or um, there you go. making a, it new a makeover and, uh, a makeover yeah in a relationship but also identifying those things that are causing conflict triggers yes tr- the triggers exactly mm-hmm. brilliant brilliantly said and that's what my london counterparts always say brilliant brilliant Jay. isn't it funny how we get so many different terminologies oh my god brilliant bloody Bloody brilliant. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, my God. Ciao. Ciao. And, the, and, and I'm the, like, bye. I know. And it's so <laughs> Sorry, funny. I can't lose it. I was can't just watching um, a, a reality show, American reality show, mm. and one of the um, – one of the uh, persons on the show was saying, oh, we're going to kiss like they do in Europe, the three on the side. It was just it's so it's funny. So yeah. And now kiss. we do that. So it's going to be interesting when we visit family and friends <laughs> out in California if we, yeah, we can remember so. how – but anyway, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, exactly. But anyway, you know, it's really important. And, and I think that, um, you know, we are, uh, relationship starts with, with, you know, being, um, in the, in the moment mm-hmm. and so many distractions keep us from doing that. And you know that Jay, we've got, exactly. you know, and this is, this particular show is really more about, um, relationships with couples, but this actually can apply to any area of your life. 
So um, one of the things we did was we talked about, um, we want to talk in, in about uh, how you can destroy a mindful relationship. Ooh. We're going to talk about the bad first. Okay. Uh, how you can destroy the connection. and Destroy it or maybe, even if it's not destroyed, I'd say you can lessen the, you can create a, a, a more distance. More distance, yeah. Mm-hmm. So for for um, there are four common emotions that hinder mindful relationships, mm-hmm. and that is when we attack, when we defend, when we pursue, and when we, and when we withdraw. Okay. And um, these these involve us not being able to dismantle our thoughts and take knee jerk reactions. Um, we're not applying self awareness or self disclosure. And we come up and have a, 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 a we kind of just have this source of of anger and and our we don't really know where it's coming from. You know, Doctor, e, I I got a message earlier um, about this topic because we were um, sending it out to some people, and we had um, someone write in, and this was a question that they had. Um, it says, "Hi, strategic ladies. I'm Gina Clark, or Janina Clark." Um, and I have a question for you. My husband hasn't been getting along with his mom for years. Um, and I feel that their fight is petty. So, okay. Um, and it's destroying the relationship with our kids. Um, I decided to call her and invite her to my children's birthday. And my husband is mad at me. Do you think I crossed the line? Whoa. Well, Mm. you know, I think, um, you know, speaking as a mom and Dr. Yale, I'm going to speak on it really fast. I'm sorry. Um, I feel that it's hard because as a mom, you do want your, the grandparents in most cases, you want the grandparents to be involved. You know, I, you know, I want, you would want that to happen, especially if you for the connection for the kids, I get that. Um, but also you have to respect and trust your spouse, depending on what their arguments about, whether it's petty or not. I think that it's a good idea um, Janina, that you would actually talk to your husband first and work through it. I mean, there's been things in past relationships with me where um, I always talk to my significant other before I kind of, you know, indeed cross that line. So, you know, sometimes you got that leeway if you've been together for years um, where you guys can work that out. And I think that you still can. But I think that a good idea is to talk to your spouse first. Yeah, I think, um, you know, that that's kind of a major decision. And it sounds right. like the focus needs to be more on boundaries and, and where, where, where you cross the line. Right. Um, um, and, and, and it may have led him to not trust you as much, right? Yeah, I mean, I always feel when you have a major major decisions you need to discuss with your spouse. I mean, that's just been always a rule for me. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, interesting enough, I think that sometimes when we make these decisions, we make them again, without being self-aware, um, and, and understand and putting ourselves in, how is this action going to affect a reaction? And yes, he may not have reacted, you know, and he probably didn't. I don't know. I don't, she didn't go Janina didn't go into how he reacted other than he was mad. But um, if he reacted in an angry manner, which more than likely he did, um, it's important to investigate the source of his reaction, which is his hurt with his mother. Yeah. And then also, Janina, I mean, I don't I don't believe that it all is lost. You know, I feel like if there's love in a relationship, there's always a way to communicate to the end of the relationship. There's always ways to communicate and make things better. Um, in my opinion, did you cross the line? Um, it's so hard to say yes. in, in my, in my, in my thought process. Cause I think that when you are married and there's different factors that are involved, I think that me personally, um, you know, it could have gone either way, but I think that in the future, uh, now that you know how he reacts, maybe it's better to talk to him and I think also you could have created something positive maybe this bridges the relationship maybe it needs to be you to make that step closer to making men in their relationship so I'd love to hear how that kind yeah, of plays yeah. out and, and I don't think it I mean it, it sounds like it, it, it seems that this isn't something that just happened. It wasn't a, kind of a knee-jerk reaction on your part. You right. saw this building up and right. you saw it affecting your children, and it was something maybe you needed to right. react to. So I'm not mad at you, and I and I, I hope he's not uh, yeah. for doing that, even if it did push 
you know, what I think should have probably happened or what we don't do enough of is maybe mediate certain things and have someone that kind of sits in and mediates um, this type of discussion. Because I'm sure that when this was discussed, it probably the discussion probably ended really quickly and you weren't even able, able to talk about it. So you took actions into your own hand. So don't don't hold don't. Uh, I hope we I hope we answer the question. Yes. It's kind of like it's dependent on a lot of different things. Yes, but did you? Do, but your whole question was, did you cross the line? And I, I'm going to say, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I but I also feel that it's a line that sometimes it's good that you've crossed because now you're making you're trying to mend the relationship. You see that neither of them are taking a step forward, so you took a step to. For the better of your kids, and in that way, I feel that it wasn't a um, a, a crossing of boundaries. Yeah, I agree. I I think that I yeah I think that um, sometimes in a relationship, there's a dominant and there's a suppressant suppressant person that just so I think that you had to take the dominant role in this for not just yourself but just for your child your grand your children actually, and so um, we'll see how it plays out. I think that. I'm a firm believer in love and, um, you know, love will help you get through this, but thanks for sharing. This yes. Thank us. you we so much. It. Thank you for writing in. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. I think, uh, Gina, Janina, um, uh, had, you know, that's a hard one. Right. It is. I, it is. It is hard because you know, in a relationship, if you think about it, um, and just think about your past relationships. If you think about it, every person has been different. Mm-hmm. So what's crossing the line for somebody may not be for somebody else. And some people, yeah, because some people may want you to push that line. Right. They won't tell you. Right. And the, and, the, and if you do it, they're like, okay, you know, you did this and I'm mad at you, but it's okay. Where some people are like, I can't believe you did it. So like I said, it just depends on that relationship, right? Yeah. 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 I think, I think you're right. I think that um, all relationships are different. I think uh, we in all people are different and how we re- react is different. So I, I think it's important that we just always remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's, it's, um, I'm not, um, I'm not, and I just hope Gina is able to iron it out in the ultimate end. Well, you guys, thank you so much for joining in. You can always join the conversation at 310-928-7733. Again, that's 310-928-7733. We're going to take a little break and be back in a moment and keep listening so you can join in the conversation. Fire! Fire! Fire. That no water can control. No water can out this. It's eternal fire, fire, fire.
just burning fire is under control. If you send water, the good time can roll. This fire big strong, mighty and bold. And it control the human soul. So well, you know down there where we're living on a prayer. Your life's in the fire and you gotta hold on from day to day. Oh, well. I can hear my views, but it don't mean a thing. You don't listen anyway. No. to the Strategic Ladies Radio Show. I welcome you to call in and join our conversation at 310-928-7733. Again, 310-928-7733. We were just having a discussion on connection and what is good for, how do you have a mindful relationship and some habits you can use to build or destroy it. We were just talking about that before. And before we do, you know, that was Fire by the British Reggae Group. If you guys were listening to the music on the the break, Fire by the British Reggae Group called Oswald. Yeah, I love reggae. You know, we miss the reggae, the reggae. We miss the reggae <laughs> festival here. We totally did. And you know, I, this summer went by so fast. This summer went and there yeah. was amazing. It's supposed to be the jazz festival was cool. The jazz festival was good, but I heard the reggae festival was one of the I best. I know, I really so, wish I would. So we're going to go so next, next year. year we'll yeah, go. so I'm, I'm sure Oswald was there. I have to look it up. I didn't have time, but yeah, I'm sure they were. I love that piece. So again, as we were saying, or I was saying, we were, we we, we had uh, talked about some things that actually not destroy, but kind of help or hurt your mindful relationship. Right? Now, again, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to say you know nothing can be destroyed that's not meant to that's not meant to be destroyed. Right. So I feel that it's more like what can cause distrust, mm-hmm. what can cause or, a disruption in the relationship, right, right. because um. You know, sometimes if you overstep boundaries, um, people get sometimes a little, it depends. I mean, like, don't you think it's on how solid the relationship is too and the, the connection you have? Cause I feel like it's really hard to, I mean, of course, if you cheat, there's, I mean, everybody has their triggers. So it's all about, it comes right. down to your triggers. I guess your triggers and, 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 and you knowing your spouse and yourself and understanding, you know, a lot of times people that, you know, like the caller called in a lot of people who overstep boundaries in relationships, the spouse expects them to do that. Right. You know, like they just know their spouse is going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, and they may get mad about it, but they're over because but they know the that. person they, they know the person. With. Yeah. So, um, it, it, I think when you make these bold moves right. is when it kind of, uh, it triggers a bad reaction. But okay. so we talked about anyway, how, how things would actually deteriorate or, or tear down in my relationship. But let's talk about some positive things, how we okay. can build the relationship. Mm-hmm. So we pulled an article off of Forbes and they were talking about some five things that actually build a mindful relationship. Okay. The article started off talking about 
the first one, which was lead with kindness. Lead with kindness. Well, I think that's a good thing to do. I mean, if you think about it, if you're always being kind to your partner and thinking about them, then it is going to build a better relationship. Yeah, they say that um, you should make it a habit of showing your partner kindness and showing them that it's especially important. Um, it's, it can be easy to take for granted the trust and love you have in your partner for each other. Sometimes, don't you feel like you need to be reminded of that? Yes, especially and I, the love and the trust. Yeah. Especially because, I mean, sometimes, and I agree with this with the leaving kindness, because I'm not going to lie, there's been times that I have really taken for granted some people that have been in my life um, in the sense of I'm always very kind and I try to think of them all the time, but sometimes you're like, oh, they love me. You know, like like when yeah. somebody tells you they love you all the time instead of saying, wow, they, they really do love me and they always tell me. Or I'm going to be, are they going to be here because they love me? Right. That take, attitude yeah, that, of that, that, my gratitude. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, they're taking it for granted. That entitlement. Yeah, I think uh, that entitlement in relation. Yeah. And they said sometimes you might say some cruel, sometimes you might say something cruel as a way of letting off steam or simply because you know your partner will still love you afterwards, but you, but you, but you need to always say you're sorry. Um, but you need to ask yourself also, would you say the things you say to your partner to someone else or another adult? Would you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> More than likely I would. I think that I'm a very outspoken <laughs> being. Um, but I always, I always try to position myself when I talk to people, how I would want somebody to position with me. Yeah. And I think most of that for me, I think I do lead with kindness because I'm a very compassionate person. And I think that I show compassion and I think you do too. I agree. So I think that we always, Unless she's talking to her daughter. <laughs> no, she always leaves with but, me. Uh, but what you what they say about Unless you're late in the morning with her. Uh, don't be late. I say, I say some cruel stuff. Get out of the house. But I She's, love you. No, but no, you're always kind. But just don't be late. That's her pet peeve. Don't be late with Dr. Yeah. Don't be don't late. Be late. All right. <laughs> no, with me, you can be late. You'd be like, yeah, I'm almost there. All right. Part two, <laughs> let's see if this applies to my daughter, is practice vulnerability. When, when they say, when people describe how it feels to be vulnerable, the word naked comes up a lot. Hmm. It can be frightening to bear your soul, unveil your insecurities or fears with someone, especially if you don't know how they will respond. Being vulnerable. Yeah, you know, I, I, go ahead. that's very hard for me, I think. I, I mean, I think you're vulnerable and you're, here's the thing. I think it takes a certain person. It takes a certain person. Vulnerability is scary. Yes. Here, and I understand why it is. Because when you sh let your guard down and you neck it, uh, people criticize it. And right. or they may, they, or they may take advantage, take advantage, advantage of, of it. it. And, and that's the hardest thing. But they say leadership, great leaders are vulnerable. And, but, it's the way you to extend what you think it is. Well, I think definitely some of the leaders say they say people respect. It depends on your audience. It depends on uh, what what you're leading to. Like in the military, some uh, you know some of my students have used examples that we've gone into an area where we in a battle where the 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 leader sergeant led us in the wrong direction, but he. And he, he was he said that I, I led you in the wrong direction. We have to get so out. So honesty too. So honesty and vulnerability. But he, and he, and he, but that vulnerability gave his officers strength or his soldiers strength because they they respected the fact that he was vulnerable. Right. So I think it depends I, on the situation because in corporate America, vulnerability should work. But if you let your if you're too naked yeah, too really often, they cut I, you. And I think the problem was got it in yeah got it got it got to get it. Um, I think honestly for me. Um, when it comes to relationships, I think this is one of the hardest things. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, like once you're with somebody for a while, um, it's easier to be vulnerable, but if you've been hurt in the past and you've, you know, you've, you've been, um, where you've been in a relationship where you've given somebody trust and they, and you have been vulnerable and they break that trust, I think it's very hard. Even for me, I have to stay with, you know, um, you know, steers back from the past. I, I think that's been very hard for me to be vulnerable. And so I'm, I, that's why my circle is very small. It takes a while to break into that circle. Ooh. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't let everybody really close to me. Now I have lots of acquaintances and I have friends, but I, 
my real inner circle small because it, it took a while for me to really trust those people. Well, and, and, and you, to your point, it says one of the things that the article said is being vulnerable with people fosters trust between them. Don't you feel like the people that you have been able to be vulnerable with, you can trust so much more? Oh my gosh. I mean, it's like they, you know, well, they have your back. You yeah. Know that there's they, somebody in Texas. I know she has my back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so truth. Yeah, I, I I do think it's like that's and I think that's the thing when you want want to make sure that you have somebody that has your back. It's very hard to be vulnerable. So that's something that I think is right. And I think they they worded it perfectly. Practice vulnerability. Practice vulnerability. Because you can yes. you can you know, maybe a slow process and if any of you call it or listeners are like me, you know, no one's perfect, right? And this is one of my weaknesses. This is something that I have to practice. Mm-hmm. Even when building new friendships, because I just want to make sure people are pure at heart. I think you got to test it, practice it, and test it on people. Because not that you're uh, not that a relationship should be a testing ground, right. but in reality, it is. You're, you're, you know, especially, um, well, almost say especially, but in different situations, in different type of relationships, it becomes you never know how people are until you. Have, Give them a situation. Give them, or, yeah, or, or that's the thing. So, yeah, sometimes yeah. it's, and, and sometimes it takes a while to get them out, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and so. then I think that authentic, being authentic in vulnerability is a thing, too, because some people have stories that they're, that they're you know, to tell, them, tell you their vulnerable side, but it's really calculating. It's not real. Yeah. So yeah, and that and see that is why I have to practice vulnerability because I've run into those people. Mm-hmm. So like I said, it's you know I I think that everybody should be able to practice it, but also if you be smart about it, you know, um, protect your energy and and let those in that you want to. I agree. I mm-hmm. agree with you. The next one was create a relationship vision. Mm. We talk about goal setting all the time. Um, having goals help uh, you stay directed on life's paths that you want to be on. Um, you already have, you always have career goals, right? About your health. But what about your relationship? And that's a good question. I mean, Form I think we vision. have vision. Form I think a vision of relationship encourages you to be more mindful of your aspirations, yeah. expectations. Yeah. I do agree, and I think that. I think we have visual visions in relationships with things we want to achieve together, but we don't have visions of what our relationship will look like 20 years from now, 15 years from now, or five years from now. Now, unless you're a Capricorn, just kidding. No, okay. no, no, honestly, no, this is, I'm not going to say every Capricorn's like this, but I think that there's certain um, signs and any of my Capricorns can chime if they like, but I feel like, I, I can't speak for all of my sign and I, and everybody's different and I'm not all about signs, but I do feel that we have some traits that are similar. And as far as with Capricorns, we tend to be somebody that thinks ahead. So we see some of the traits that you exhibit and we're like, okay, I can be with that person because I see how they're going to be in the future. Um, you know, so I think that it just, I mean, you never think about that so when you're with somebody. I, I, I think thinking about how they're doing in the future is a different than, having a vision of what you will be like together in the future. Yeah, I totally do that. Yeah. So that's good because I think that um, looking at the traits and saying, okay, he's this and he's that, he's going to be good for me later is different than saying, I have a vision of how I want, I want, I want us to be, um, I want us to be so, so close or um, re- together. I want us to, um, we're all together. I want, I think those visions. No, dude, you self- never had those kind of visions too. Honestly? Well, obviously not. I'm not married. No, shush. <laughs> no, shush. But truthful, I mean, in truth, um, like, well, yeah, do I you feel that you've had I think that, visions? I think that, yeah, I think I have had that vision, but I think that it wasn't a shared vision. Gotcha. Right? I think you have to have a shared vision. See? See my, um, amazing producers of Capricorn too. And he says, that's how many Capricorns think. Yeah. Brother Jamal and I completely agree. Yeah. I, I think that we're just one of those people that kind of like, okay. And we can be wild and fun, but we always have a vision in mind if you're going to really fit in. I love that because I don't think that, and, and one, I think on the flip of that, one of my faults have been in relationships where I, 
I, the ones that I had a vision for, I didn't think that they were equally on board with the vision. The ones that I never had a vision for, I was thinking right now. And that and maybe, right and maybe that was your vision right now. He's perfect. And I mean, that's a vision, right? <laughs> well, no, I think the vision should have been why waste time. Well, that's always my vision. See, but that's okay. You can have fun. It's, it's to me, I think that your visions can change for relationships. Um, but I think that when you're but you in a had relationship fun with that vision, right? Yes. But I See, think when you're so. in a relationship where you want uh, more, more and you want it long term, you definitely need to have vision goals. And, and vision, you definitely have to share vision that vision. Board. So I want you, here's your assignment. I want you and Rob to write a vision for <laughs> We don't need a vision for it. I already know my vision. <laughs> you know your vision. What about his vision? Is your, his, Actually, is your, our vision, vision? Uh, right, right now our visions have worked out. Our vision was eventually to move to Europe and it happened. You know, we, we, we've, and that's the thing I think about with relationships that you can have a vision now, just because you have a vision, it may not be a shared vision, right? So I agree with you too, that when you're with your spouse, you can't be like, okay, I imagine we're going to be together in 20 years. And that guy's like, Ooh, I don't want to get married. You know what I mean? So you have to have a vision that's shared. So create a vision that's shared, but also don't start at the first week that you meet the person because you're screwed the heck of them. So But yeah, but I agree. I mean, I think that it's a good thought. And it says a mutual vision can also help you bypass potential arguments about differences in expectations down the road. Definitely. And I think that so many people, and this is kind of on the same track with the relation of vision, when they have, when they don't think about the visions of how they're going to raise children, that's where they messed up because I've seen so many people that have come to talk to us where that's where their vision has totally, jumbled. Totally. You need to and, and have you know, the same vision with raising not, children. Not that, you know, I watch a lot of TV now because I'm in the winter right month, but um, <laughs> it's when it's cold. Well, isn't that funny in, how it changed? In the summer, I, you know, I never watch TV, but in the summer, it's <laughs> She's like, worse than me you know, now. I watch a lot of TV shows, but I'm no, noticing that in some of the TV shows involve people wanting um, a relationship and, and wanting kids and they're both not on the same page. Right. Their vision of when this happens is not on the same page. Their vision of if they want it's not on the same page. Their vision of how they're going to raise the kids are not on the same page. So you're right. That vision has to be mutual. Exactly. And I, and I think that. that that's you and Rob have done a great job in planning that because Thanks. I think that, you know, my vision wasn't to be in Netherlands. My and vision and was then, not and to be. And, and, and who's to say that but. you may have a vision and a relationship vision, but you never know what life's going to throw at you. Mm-hmm. You never know, you know. I, I mean, as a as a person, you know, we are we are fickle, and things can change. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, if you make a vision with your spouse and things happen, and, and it, you know, relationships break up. Don't hold that against yourself. No, because I mean, right now it's goals, and you you know, I never knows what happens in the future. But for so for for the last over fifteen years, it's worked out for us. Right, and I think Um, that people need to understand that setting the having the discussion, being vulnerable about what you want, some of the things that were mentioned before, loving and, and being compassionate, leading with kindness, all those things help your vision to grow. And if it fails, it's, it's, it didn't really fail. It just wasn't, it, it didn't come to what you wanted. It, right. wasn't, it wasn't maybe something that was necessarily needed or oh. timing was wrong. So I, t- I told, you know, and you told me that a long time ago when I was younger, because I remember I would go through a breakup and you're like, maybe the time was right. And I'd get that so much more now. Yeah. That, you know, sometimes the timing's not right. And sometimes the timing's off, but people come into your life for a reason. And I think that, realizing that right on that if it does mess up or if it doesn't go right, that that person came to your life to teach you something. Or you teach them. Exactly. Tick tock, tick tock. Yep. That's hardcore right there. The next <laughs> Say I feel instead of you. It's not the most glamorous part of a long-term relationship, but arguing is inevitable. And I agree. Misunderstandings can happen and airing grievances can be healthy if done in a productive way. It's important to remember that you and your partner are on the same team. Your intention should be to work together to solve problems when they arise rather than pointing fingers and making demands. Hmm. Say, I feel instead of you. I feel, and I agree, but gosh, I think there's somebody constantly says, I feel to me. It becomes that psychology experiment. So I think that it's like, 
And, but, you know, I find myself doing that because I know if I kept saying, you did this and you did that, it's kind of like, what? Well, so it's like, I, you know, I kind of feel like this. That, yeah. It's how you say I It's feel. how you say I feel. Not, I feel, yeah. Ginger, <laughs> that you have hurt me in an unprofessional way. And I feel because yeah. of that. So not passive aggressive, I feel bad. <laughs> because I'm telling you, that is a no-no. Yes, and, and and it also sounds so rehearsed and not authentic. Yes, and I think that- yeah, you know, this is, this is kind <laughs> of hard. to the psychiatrist. This is kind of hard for me because that I feel, and I, and I agree. I agree that you, I would say, say anything but you. Like going, you know, correct, directing the, make it the, the problem be what you're feeling instead of what they did. So don't, don't blame the other person. So take responsibility for your feelings. I think well, that that's I special. feel, Jay. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Let's do an example. Okay, let's do an example. I feel that you always ask me if I've taken a pair of your garments. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel you're taking my yoga pants all the time. See, that's <laughs> And I feel because of that, I can't sleep at night. <laughs> she can sleep when she keeps taking my yoga pants. <laughs> all right, all jokes aside, we're making fun of people. Our we're not making people. fun of people, but this is the truth. We do fight about yoga pants. No, it's like but I think, and, if but, she, and if Jay came to me and said, Mom, I feel you're taking my yoga pants, I would be mad at her. She'd still be mad. That's what I'm saying. No, so, you know, no that's the think, truth. I don't like that. I feel but truth, that's what I'm saying. That's the truth, though. If <laughs> I said, Mom, I feel you took my yoga pants, she'd be so mad. She'd probably be more mad than what I do. What I do is I go, Mom, did this you? is my new. No, no, I used to say, Did you? Now I say, have you Mom, have you seen? My yoga pants. And she's still, it doesn't matter how I position it, guys. No, that's it's, much better. That's then. a little bit better. Mom, did you take? But, but if I say, Mom, I, did you take my pants? And she's like, ah, 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 ah. So now it's more like. But if you said, I feel, why would be so bad? <laughs> I think I'm going to do that tomorrow. One of my sure arguments I'm is a, to say, I feel. I'm going to ask. Maybe it's just black people. No, I'm going to always, I'm going to start doing that to her like every day tomorrow. So it's so funny. I'm going to do a case study. Let's do a case study of practice with Rob. Rob, <laughs> I feel you left the yeah, kids. Yeah, you guys, I'll tell you next week how that went. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to so, do that. But anyway, focus on how no, the behavior makes you No, in all honesty, feel, I think it's... judgmental. Yeah, not judgmental way. And also, I think that it's good to always not um, blame you. the person you. Well, I never say... But you never say, you took my yoga pants. No. Because if you say, you took my... I'm like, I'm like you? You took my yoga pants. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like... You never say you. Don't accuse. There you go. That's I, you guys. I think that's the best way to say it. Not accusing, but a skillful way of asking rather yes. than you know. And I understand if you can't find any other words, words, just come to that person and say, you know what? I want to tell you how I'm feeling. Perfect. And and I feel. <laughs> and also, just your your um tone matters a lot, right? So if tone I because if I said. Mom, I feel like blah blah blah. But if I go, I feel like girl, you know that you're trying to blame me. You're trying to blame me right now. So it puts an instant attitude on somebody. It does. Don't do it. So you guys, this is the one that maybe Doctor E and I agree on that. Let's cut that out for you a little bit. But don't say you. So it's like a halfway, right? Fifty fifty. How about love yourself? That's the last one. Yeah, I think it's very important to be in love with yourself because if you don't love yourself um you can't love a relationship it may not seem important but it is it actually one of the most important parts of a relationship when you fully love yourself you don't have to look to a romantic interest to make up for your perceived shortcomings that's what it says on this and the main thing is you don't need someone else to complete you you're already your complete being you complete me girl <laughs> We're in Jerry Maguire. But anyway. <laughs> um, no, you know, truth, though, I feel like that is really important. Loving yourself is very important. And, it, and it's really hard because I know that so many people, you know, suffer from depression or they're sad or they've had, you know, a rough, um, you know, backstory and things of that. And, and with all of a lot of people blaming, you know, things like social media and, um, media in general, 
um, for their their um, insecurities. You know, it's hard to, you know, for some people to love yourself. And that's why I think as a parent, mm-hmm. I try to always give give a lot of love to my children so that they love themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and give them confidence. Oh, um, yeah, because it's important and, um, to have and that confidence. And have them be comfortable in their own skin. Everyone's different. I mean, I think my kids are really comfortable. Totally comfortable in yeah. their skin. Um, Especially Nico. Have a high fine. sense of personal value. <laughs> make it easy to establish a maintain healthy boundaries. Communicate openly. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. I think that's a hard thing for a lot of people. And your partner for minor indiscretions and mistakes. Mm, that's a hard one, though. It's hard, but but you have to. And you and you and, and I think um, everyone has. Forgiveness is a deep thing. It's a whole. It's a whole talk we could have. But when you forgive, everyone's reaction. A reaction to your forgiveness is different. Mm-hmm. So you can't expect. Some people say, "Okay, it's over." But but sometimes silence, you know your partner's forgiving you just by the way they act or the way they're not saying anything. It's so funny how, and looking back, and I haven't had tons of relationships, but in the relationships that I've had, how everybody was so different in how they handled anger. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes in relationships, you know, I, I don't like drama. I mean, like, you know, I, I like fun. I like happiness. I like wildness. But I, I don't like you know, somebody that's going to be angry and yelling. So that's like not going to work for me mm-hmm. um, because I don't want to have to be angry and yell back. Um, no. I, I like people that are just calm. So I think that, like you said, when you, you find somebody that knows how to like with me and you, for example, when we get, you know, strategically is love each other to death, but ever, like they said, it's inevitable that you're going to have a disagreement, right? Mm-hmm. So we've had disagreements and for me, um, I'm the type of person that, that you push me. It takes a lot for me to get angry. But once I do, then I have to step back and don't talk to me. Let let me come to you or just, you know, or just say, you know, Jay, I'm sorry. And then you can, I'll come to me when you want to talk. Give me time. But Dr. E. I want to talk about it then. She does not know how to, to go step to bed back. without saying I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. That's a rule. No, I think, and that's another thing I feel people should do. Make a rule in your family because I think it's so important that if something happens you'll be so sad so never go to sleep angry and like and I've had friends oh, and relationships you. yeah that's you know like I've had friends and relationships in the in the back that I found more compatible with me because of this if you can't if you're so angry that you can go months without talking to me then there's something wrong. But just know, also, I also stupid. will say that just know that mm-hmm. you may not have had an opportunity to say I'm sorry and something tragic may happen. You're forgiven. Of course. But, but just know that the, a good best practice in relationship is to say I love you no matter what. And sometimes saying that really help really helps things along. So we hope that you know you know that you're you're able to take some of these habits. You know, you heard about the good habits, you heard about the bad habits, right. and you're able to utilize these um, to you benefit your relationship because it's all about relationships and everything. I agree. So um, I wanted to talk about it to uh, some conferences, Jay, and then we're going right. to go into your thought for the moment. Okay, perfect. Mind for tip. But um, one of the things that might help with some of these relationships, and I find it when we send our clients to these retreats that they really benefit them. So there is a mindful leadership summit. Um, they have them, they've had them for the last six years. Uh, great leaders in mindfulness, researchers, uh, uh, meditation coaches, all those people come together and work this time is in Washington, DC from November 14th to 17th. You might take it Take a go there. I mean, maybe go there individually. Maybe yeah. go there as a couple. Um, but it's a great mindful leadership movement. Uh, they talk about it. The summit is really great. Another thing you might think about doing is, and we'll put these on the website too. There's ten best couple retreats, and um, I want to share a little bit of what some of those look like because uh, some of these I know Jay would love to go to, and others I don't think she's going to want to go to. Um, let me see. It's so funny. The first one's in um, your favorite place, Costa Rica. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? 
No. Are they trying to break up? <laughs> okay, so if you ever want to... Wait a minute. First of all, disclosure. If, you a, if, if, you, you're, if, if you, you're from Costa Rica, don't get mad at her. But Jay does not like that. Okay, place. this is the thing. <laughs> if you go... This is the thing. I had a different experience, right? I literally stayed with a family. And it was just like... Yeah. And, it was an emerging program. Yeah, it was an emerging program. So it's, I can't speak on... Being in a resort. When you're in a resort, I've heard Costa Rica is beautiful. If you love monkeys jumping around on trees near you and animals everywhere and crazy insects and love nature, it's definitely somewhere you should go. See, I'm more like a Ritz-Carlton type of girl. Yeah. Okay, yeah. massages. <laughs> so let's go through the ones. That, Serenity Yoga in uh, Thailand. Oh, that looks really cool. Uh, meditation Retreat Center in I've heard some great Sacred things about Peru. Oh, look at how cute. I know. These but are that, the couples, see, you but guys. See that, but that's for you right there. Did you see that picture? They're showing you right now lots of nature and walking. Mm -hmm. It's really that's, pretty. That's In you. the sky blue. That's you, Dr. Uh, Peru, I could go This there. looks more like me. Spain, baby. Tantra yoga retreat in Spain. Ooh, yeah, I think Spain uh, looks good. Looks really so we'll put nice. these on our website. We'll put these on our Ooh, this one looks like me. Wellness Wellness Forum in Jamaica. Jamaica can be cool. Ugh. La Casa de Mango in Costa Rica, but that's a cute picture. That you guys can't see it. I wish we had a screen in the back of us, but these couples are holding hands, just closing their eyes on the beach. That's oh, cute. It's so cute. I love this couple yeah, retreat. Yeah, I think you and Rob should go. Intimate couples retreat in the U.S. Um, that one. That's a little intimate, though. I don't think yeah, it's I don't really know about that one. Um, I am interested. That, that, may, be, that, may, that may be an intimacy couple thing. Interesting enough, the one lady's just sitting there watching. Well, no, she's the teacher. <laughs> yeah, no, You're know. so stupid. <laughs> oh, she's like, okay, hold yourself. Sit on my lap. Yeah, this is very, they're not lying. Intimate couple retreats, so don't tell them what you to do there, so I don't know what's going to happen, but it looks fun. I'll tell you what, it's in Springfield, Massachusetts. Are you ready to meet new, improved vision of yourself and undergo a deep You know, that actually may be good. Because mm. then you can figure out. I think it'll be great. You know, I honestly think that that would, I would love to actually, and you guys, if any of you have been on a couple's retreat, I'd love to hear from you. I want to yeah. see if it's really like done something for your relationship. Because well, it could either probably make This it particular wonderful. intensive integrates the body, emotion, sexuality, and the soul. The picture kind of speaks for itself, it right? So yeah, I'm going to look at number six. The seventh one is the um, main in uh, yoga and Ayurvedic uh, retreat in Maine, USA. Mm -hmm. Another one. That yep. looks different. And then Will, uh, Willow retreat in Ireland. That being interesting. That's an interesting. Um, Bali. Bali. Indonesia retreat. Oh, um, well, Cambodia. Uh, Columbia. Columbia, I'm it looks sorry. pretty, too. And that's about it. So I'll send these on the website. But anyway, the whole gist of this is just try to take some time with each other mm -hmm. and get to know each other. But we're going to put, I want to uh, let Jacinta give a, uh, a mindful tip and talk about the thought for the day. So, you guys, when we inquire within to identify the source of our react reactivity, and share this with our partner. We begin to break free from the old condition patterns of behavior and no longer serve us or our relationship. Then we can truly foster a deeper connection. So when we inquire within, we identify the source of reactivity. And if we share this with our partner, we can break the old habits of this conditioned behavior of getting angry. And then we can serve our relationships better. And then foster that deep connection we're all longing to have. I love that. Mm -hmm. It's important to, um, you know, like with the caller, what what uh, was, he, was he reacting to? What was the source of that anger? Understanding what and that is. Understanding your partner, right? It's mm -hmm. it's so important to just take time. And I think and I think that this is taught to us when we were younger. To really get outside of your own self and be to put yourself in that person's shoes, and I think so many people don't do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, because I because I look at so much, so many different behaviors, and I'm like, gosh, if if you even with racism and and and, and different things that people are so aggressive about, I'm like, okay, if you were that person, how would you feel? Like you know, and, and I think that's just mm -hmm. take that take that time to. To get to be mindful, be focus mindful. on it, focus yes. on it. Well, 
Yo, thank you uh, for joining us today. Yes, uh, you we, guys, thank we, you. We are so happy to be back and in, 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 in engaging in these conversations. Mm-hmm. And we hope that we have given you something to think about and, and some places to go as a couple. Yes, you guys. So make sure that you go on our website at www.strategicladies.com and you'll find out um, all about these different retreats Dr. East talked about and the summit. That would be really interesting. Again, um, if you have any um, topics or um, ideas or even some comments about the show, you can always write us at write, W-R-I-T-E, the number two at strategicladies.com. Again, that's W-R-I-T-E, the number two at strategicladies.com. And also you can go on the website, www.strategicladies.com, and you can find our individual emails if you have things that you'd like to ask us individually. And again, you can always contact us at 310-928-7733 during the show. And you guys, just a reminder that we are, so she's ladies is going to be in California. Yes. For a book signing. Jay's doing on the 26th and 27th. 26th and 27th. So if you are listening from Cali, come and meet us. Yeah. We we may be actually uh, having, doing, conducting some interviews with, with some of our guests as well. So we'd love you to come and yes. just hang down a Boris and Noble. So if you're in Rancho Cucamonga or um Westlake Village, you know, on twenty sixth and twenty seventh, I will be around there and I'd love to meet you guys and um sign a book. So thank you guys so much for listening and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And we'll see you next week. Bye. There be peace.